So welcome to this podcast today about the work of older adults. And here at Combined Healthcare, we've got two colleagues to introduce to you. So over to you, Karen and Nikki. Hi, my name's Karen Wareham. I'm the team leader at the Older Person City Community Mental Health Team. And hi, I'm Nicola Mayo and I'm the team manager over at the County Older Persons Community Mental Health Team. Thank you both. So, so probably a good place to start would be to ask, when we refer to older adults, what age group are we actually referring to? So the, the age is 65, but there are a few caveats to that because the idea would be that as our team, adult teams would deal with working age people and we will deal with people who are, are not of working age. But obviously society is changing and the state pension age is already increasing. So generally as teams, uh, if you've been in an adult team, you might stay until you're a little bit older than 65. Um, if you've got an organic illness, a dementia, you might come to us before you're 65. So there's some caveats to that. So really, basically, a person would be in the team that would best meet their needs. So the age isn't arbitrary, I suppose, is the answer to that. And could you talk us through some of the the work that's actually happened for older adults that combined in in the community mental health transformation program so far? I'm the representative for the older persons uh, team as part of the transformation. And we've actually achieved quite a lot in the last 12 to 18 months. We've started um, a group called the Stoke Social at Stoke City Football Club in conjunction with them and um, Home Instead Care Agency on a Wednesday morning, uh, 10 till 12. And that's to encourage people to come along. They can have they can have coffee. They can enjoy bingo, singing. We did some curling last week. We have some craft activities going on. They can come along and have free cup of coffee and tea and some biscuits. And it's the opportunity to have that social interaction that some of our older people unfortunately miss out on. And it's actually going to uh, transfer in the new year to their new sports bar, Ricardo's. So that'll be lovely. So please come along and join us on a Wednesday morning. We've also uh, we also went to Dragon's Den and were able to top up some of our transformation money. And we have been given so many Alexas. Um, we've actually got the ones with the screen. So some of our older people, both across city and county, can take part in a project to see if they find using Alexa useful. And she's she's brilliant for, for many, many things from doing anxiety work, mindfulness work, to reminding you to take your medication. So that project is ongoing as part of the transformation work. Both teams have had uh, advanced nurse practitioners out of, out of the transformation money. Yeah. And also we've had wellbeing practitioners as part of the transformation work in uh, increasing access to psychological therapies. If I could just come in there, Dragon's Den was an internal event at Combined, wasn't it, where where colleagues got to pitch for additional funding for particular projects, which um, which you were successful with. So well done on that. Thank you. Yeah, it was um, it was actually like the proper Dragon's Den on the programme. We had to present uh, to a panel and it was a bit scary, but we were lucky. Yeah, we, we managed to get the funding for 30 of the Alexa devices for us to work with um, the local non-for-profit company Wavemaker in order to get them out to our people across the city and the county. Brilliant. Thank you, Nikki. Karen, have you got anything to add from your side? I suppose carrying on from the 
advanced nurse practitioners coming onto the teams. They've been instrumental in carrying out um, the SMI work, which is a national driver. Um, but at a local level, um, the advanced nurse practitioners are helping to get their physical health checks done for people with an SMI diagnosis. We know that group of people's mortality is about 15, 20 years less than the general population. And that there's a huge element of that is them not engaging with physical health and, and not being monitored and, and assisted as they should. So that, that's been um, a month on month increase in those checks being done. And I guess carrying on from that, there's also the VCSE, which, which older persons can tap into, which is um, a company called Everyone Health. Um, so it's a health and lifestyle course, which is an 18 week course. So once they've had their physical health check, if they would like to pursue looking at their diet or exercise or generally improving their lifestyle, they can move further on to that course. Um, it's around nutrition and exercise, um, which we carry on for. And also, for other social support, we have a contract with MoneyWise with um, to support people looking that around their benefits or other monies they're entitled to. So anyone any financial difficulty, we can refer on to that. So we're using a lot of third party as well as part of the transformation. That's great. Thank you, Karen. So we're about a year and a half through the transformation programme now. What other developments are coming up? Uh, for the rest of the programme for the older adults pathway. We want to continue our work with increasing access to psychological therapies and um, we've been given some funding, Health Education England funding for some bipolar and psychosis training. We've also been lucky enough to have a couple of members of staff have done um, two days family training and we've also got some work, uh, some training coming up in uh, in the new year where we're hoping that both teams, both city and county, will have someone trained in structured clinical management, which means that they will be able to work with people with personality disorder because the trust's personality disorder team don't generally take people over the age of 65. They're not funded for that. So if we can have somebody in our teams that, that has those skills and can tap into the groups that the CAS team already have ongoing, then that's obviously a, a new service and something else that we can offer to our older people. Excellent. Thank you. Karen, have you got anything your side you want to mention? I, th I think it, the, the next year is around... Um, access to therapies like you're saying and we'll also be getting assistant psychologists and they'll be on six month placements and there's a real focus on those recruits coming from diverse backgrounds in particular for that in that role um, and like Nikki says the HE funding which is for upskilling the mental health well-being practitioners and then the other funding is from APT I think is correct for care codes um, to look and there's lots of modules that that company offer dbt cbt and another piece of work that our clinical psychologists are working on is working with the adult team so that older persons can join some of their groups i think historically we've struggled for numbers in older persons but they're working hard to so that they could join those groups and we would help facilitate and if you look around the world there's a lot of evidence base of intergenerational working in, in groups so that that could be quite exciting of younger and older people um, sharing that for things like bipolar um, and, and things like that. 
That's great. Thank you. So there's some absolutely amazing work that's happened and is, is coming up for the rest of the programme. So I want to thank you both so much for your time, Nikki and Karen, today. Thank you. So we're joined by two colleagues from MPFT who are leading on the older adults work at the Trust. It's Matthew Evans and Angela Smith. So, so please introduce yourselves. Hiya, my name is Matt Evans. I'm the operational manager for older adult services for MPFT for South Staffordshire. Hi, I'm Dr Angela Smith. I'm a consultant clinical psychologist and I lead the psychology element of older adult mental health services. Welcome, Matthew and Angela. Thank you for being here. So could you talk us through some of the key work that's happened already at MPFT for older adults in, in the transformation programme? Yeah, I, I can start. Um, so regarding the transformation for particularly for older adults, um, there's been um, new models of provision um, discussed, including the voluntary care sector um, that takes a more flexible, personalised support for these types of service users. Um, and this is influenced um, to impact on people's health and well-being. Um, the types of services that have been um, operationalized are financial well-being support and this is including the um, support with debt management budget budget advice income and benefit support um, and then also housing which is including the uh, local authorities and councils and these are to access and to sustain <clears throat> tenancies encouraging independence and provide practical advice and support in relation to housing issues. The other areas are future focus um, and that's supporting service users with enduring mental health needs and um, it's to offer person-centred care, having named support workers who set and achieve goals jointly and recovery focused support. And then lastly, uh, the lifestyle uh, service which is delivered by everyone's health and that support with weight management, healthy eating, increasing activity and educational health promotion. Uh, the aims and objectives of this support really is a big cultural shift um, in traditional approaches to pecuniary mental health um, whereby historically um, it wouldn't have been so integrated as it is now so it's much more an integrated offer where they've got access to the same systems so such as the rio system um, to support and we can see each other's notes each other's diaries so it's a much more integrated model um, and the folk, main focus is to work together and offer a coordinated approach to care brilliant thank you i'm going to pass now over to angela yeah, and I'm unapologetically going to talk from a psychological perspective, given that's my kind of core clinical uh, expertise. And I suppose the biggest shift that we've seen nationally with regards to mental health transformation is kind of really looking at improving people's access to psychologically informed care and whereas in the past that's been kind of getting um, patients into a therapy room with a therapist and having therapy um, where kind of the biggest part of the transformation now seems to be moving um, services into a more kind of psychologically informed so that all healthcare professionals working in mental health services have um, um, more uh, confidence in applying psychological approaches whilst working with their um, the, the patients. 
So it's this transformation has taken us up a bit further. It's no longer medics doing medicine, psychology doing psychology. It feels to me from wording of national guidance and that kind of thing that we're seeing mental health professionals across the board considering psychological perspectives in their care of clients. And that's the same for older people as it is in all of our other groups. And the guidance is really clear in making sure that we're making things age inclusive, which is wonderful. Um, so within psychology, what we've been doing, the biggest part one of the biggest pieces of work we've been doing is looking at an approach called structured clinical management. This is something that's been adopted in many areas of the nation. And it's not it's not a psychological approach per se. It's an overarching way that we look at how we deliver services to people that have um, what we call complex emotional needs. So those people that in the past may have fit the criteria for um, what's known as a personality disorder and thinking about how we apply that or think about that within our older people work where traditionally those kind of diagnoses and labels haven't been used. Um, so the biggest piece of our work has been um, spearheaded by one of our clinicians, Amanda Prime, who's been um, working in one of the trusts uh, team she's been working alongside the intensive life skills um, teams who are kind of our gold standard for uh, well one of the gold standards for structured clinical management within the trust and she's been learning lessons about how they deliver their services and how we apply that then when um, thinking about older people and how their needs might be slightly different and how we can um, shape services and bringing those lessons back into our older people services so that structured clinical management is now part of the dialogue within um, our clinical teams and how we might be shifting some of the way that we work with people people that might have these complex emotional needs and that's been that's been tough going that that work it's it's um it's a it's a shift on both our older adult uh, clinical clinicians way of thinking and also to try and help um the ILS team to see how their services may need to adapt to a, a, accommodate the adaptations that are needed for working with older people um but we've made some big changes there and and we're finally into a pilot period of, of, of getting older people into the ILS pathway um and see in how we can work with them to keep that going so that's that's something that's happened and then another um thing that we're doing um, is um thinking about how to um for people that don't fit that complex emotional needs or the other um, clinician, cl uh, clients that we see is thinking about how we can try and ensure that psychologically informed care is delivered to them so we're um Perry Neilds, another one of our clinicians who's been delivering a lot of um, training to nurses and healthcare support workers. In fact, it's been offered to all of the uh, clinicians within the pathway um, for how to think about psychologically informed ways of working with people. <clears throat> and um, we've had a lot of uh, the clinicians that have accessed those training that's starting to use those kind of approaches, um, psychological skills, training with their clients, to, you know, just think helping to build in three minute bits of exercises like breathing techniques, grounding techniques to into their sessions that they would normally be having with their clients. So that's them. And then we're also, the final thing that I'll talk about is we're embracing another national shift, which is about particularly psychological workers. So we've got, um, we've just employed a new CAP trainee, which is a clinical associate in psychology in training, who's going to be specifically for older people. But it's about, um, again, increasing their access to psychological therapies within our service. Thank you both so much for the updates there. There's some really fantastic work happening at MPFT for, for this pathway. We've got about a year and a half left now for the programme in terms of the implementation. Can you talk more about what's coming up in the future as well for older adults? Yeah, um, I, I can start there, everyone. Um, 
So with the pilot kind of getting going in in terms of structured clinical management with some people um, that would traditionally have been um, seen within older adult pathways, but now being seen in this more um, uh, the um, intensive life skills pathway, that's the biggest thing that's going to we, we've got to see how that works out for our um, uh, our older adults and see whether their needs are met within that pathway and with if if not how we're going to shift that we're going to shift that within that pathway and and help the pathway to, to to meet their needs or is it going to be something that comes back into older people services and think about how we can embrace the way that ILS work but within our older people pathway just to make sure as the transformation aims to that the, it's needs led rather than um, diagnoses led um, so that's um the thing that I'm most excited about is seeing how that goes and how we can then move that forward from this one little pocket of pilot that we've got at the moment to see whether we, we spread it out further and wider. Um, and obviously, our uh, within the time period that's talking about, our clinical associate in psychology in training will hopefully, fingers crossed, qualify in their position. And we can look at how that actually then influences services and how it, um, whether we're going to be able to think about that model kind of extending further and also I'm really excited to see how all of the training that's happening with the nurses and the healthcare support workers and the psychiatrists in psychological ways of thinking um, actually translates on the ground and whether is what yeah what what do we as psychologists then have as our unique selling point if everybody's working from this psychological perspective what we're going to end up doing in a year's time there's the bits that I'm excited about seeing where they where we lead but we'll only know that when these things are really bedded in and I think that's a big part of what's going to happen in the next 12 months is bedding some stuff in and and seeing how it goes shifting from there do you have anything to add to, to that? Yeah, um, I suppose similar really, it's more to just see how these services embed because they're obviously very new to all the staff groups. So I suppose it's um, mm -hmm. it's ensuring that the, the staff, the, the communication to the staff is effective, that they know that these services are now within, um, within reach, I suppose, and on the ground. Um, so there's some roadshows going on in the new year in January, February, March, mental health roadshows to engage. The, so the senior management to engage with the teams locally um, in all different locations. So it's a chance to um, meet with the staff and, and, and figure out what's working, what's not working um, and communicate more about the services that are now available to the teams to start to utilize the resource that's there I suppose because traditionally we've not done that we've kind of <clears throat> tried to do as many things as we can ourselves where I suppose it's recognizing there is other services that are capable to deliver and support us in the, uh, from the voluntary care sector to to work in a different way and I think that's the, probably the biggest challenge moving forward the other thing we've we've now got um within the team uh, participation and co-production coordinator specifically mm. for older adults who <clears throat> is quite new to the role um, and, and that forms part of the transformation so it's a, about engaging with the older adult teams um, to um, involve people with lived experience in all in all upcoming and future projects regarding the transformation <clears throat> and just getting the message out there that we want service users voices heard in these forums to inform services and how we um, develop and grow services into the future um, and then lastly I think 
I suppose the next year will be taking stock really of how these services have come online, how they're being utilised within the community settings. Um, and maybe adjustments might have to be made, particularly with older adults, it's, a, it's quite a niche group. So it's, I suppose, learn as we go, really. Everything's new. Uh, it's exciting. Um, and I think we'll learn over the next year how this is uh, going to unfold and develop. That's great. Thank you so much, Angelo and Matthew, for your time today. Thank you. Mm -hmm.